Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So it is the end of the school year. Here in the U.S. for a lot of people. Congrats to everyone yeah. who has graduated. Including my niece. Yes. Yes. She graduated college. So proud of you, Gracie. Yes. She's to hear this. <laughs> and you went to a virtual graduation yes, ceremony. I, yes. I had it up and I was trying to take a little screenshot and I missed it because there were thousands <laughs> of students graduating and I got uh-huh. the dude behind her. So I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Uh, you should find him. <laughs> you should seek him out and be like, I'm not, I swear I'm not weird, but uh, happens to <laughs> get this Well, picture. it would be super awkward because uh, my niece probably does know him because you know how that goes. Yes. But yes, I did as well as go to a little dinner to congratulate mm-hmm. her. She's interviewing for jobs. But yes, congrats to all the graduates. Yes. So my question for you is, do you remember picture day from school and or how, how was the experience for you? And do you have like a particularly bad picture that it came out of this? So my senior pictures were pretty nice. I actually really liked my senior pictures. So I remember getting them. I was like, oh, I look nice. Great. There are definitely more school pictures. Middle school years were rough. Yeah, rough. I definitely Mm -hmm. was in a lot of activities. So any of those made me really nervous. You Mm -hmm. never know. I was also, I think you and I talked about superlatives. I really Mm -hmm. regret the dress that I wore. I looked (laughs) like a very religious 80s mom because it was like Mm. this weird cotton overall looking dress with like a plaid shirt, long sleeve shirt underneath it. And I think we were standing by cows. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't know why, because I was the most dependable. That was my superlatives. And yet, that's what we looked like. (laughs) Well, the next to a cow broadcast dependent. So that's that's a huge regret. Next to a cow in my plaid shirt with my dark hunter green all the way to the ground dress. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't cute. (laughs) Well, I I kind of was similar in that. I had a 
eccentric fashion taste, shall we say. But it also turns out I'm very slightly colorblind, which I always suspected. But so I would put colors together that really had no business being together. But I would get very nervous and excited on picture day growing up. My worst picture I ever took was seventh grade. And I'm still angry, but I guess I can't really blame the photographer. But I'm angry no one stopped me because I looked terrible. And my hair, it looked as like my bangs were visible knottedness. And my hair was kind of like sticking up and all like a rat's nest on top. And then I was wearing all purple, just different shades of purple. I feel like we need to get these pictures and post them up. I feel differently. (laughs) (laughs) They're both bad. Let's show them off. Yes, yes. It's it's a terrible picture. You know, maybe I'll look back at it and it won't be as bad. But you know, in that moment, that's what I'm hoping. Comes out and you see it, and you're like, oh. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping too. Like five years after I originally took it, I was like, oh, this is so bad. This is so Mm -hmm. bad. It's been over 20 years now. 21 years now, and I'm like, I kind of want to look back. Is it as bad as I think it is? I think it is. I think mine is too, but at least I was a young age, so it'll feel kind of like, oh. I'm going to have to go back and look at them now. Yes, we'll report back on that, listeners. This has been on my mind because recently, a Florida high school made headlines across the country when at least 80 photos of female students were edited to remove any hint of cleavage and even clavicle. Parents and students spoke out about this, saying that the editing sexualized girls and that the whole thing was pretty gross. In case you're wondering, zero photos of male students were altered. There were pictures including dudes on the swim team in Speedos. None of the girls consented to the altering. Many said they were humiliated by the whole thing. Most, I think all of them found out when they got the yearbook. Yeah, so the yearbook coordinator ordered the edits, claiming that the clothing did not adhere to the dress code, which is weird. And by the way, some of the edits are really bad, and the yearbook cost $100. They're so freaking expensive. They were pretty yeah. expensive when I got them, but I don't think it was $100 at that point. And this sparked conversation on the confusing message and double standard broadcast to girls and young women, which is a constant battle still, that to be feminine, you need to be sexual and traditionally, physically desirable. But when you do so, you'll be judged and punished, obviously, and then made fun of, and then being told you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And that there is a morality associated with modesty, that these girls have something to be ashamed of. Again, it wasn't even that big of a deal when you look at the pictures. And at the same time, it demonstrates society's unhealthy focus on women's bodies and sexuality and how we view these bodies as part of the institution, something to be controlled, which is so annoying. (laughs) Again, yeah. How does the coordinator have the authority to do this? Hmm. When you look at something like a dress code, they're far more focused on policing women's and girls' bodies compared to men and boys. And if it is men and boys, it's typically racist. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to think about. Yes. In response to this whole thing, the district is now considering changes to its dress code. At this particular school, there were three bullet points for male dress code. The girls' dress code also had three, but with a bunch of like sub-bullet points (laughs) and caveats and uh, clarifiers under each, including a rule that shirts, quote, must be modest and not revealing or distracting. Uh, Similar language is not present in the boys' dress code. Once again, implying that boys can't control their sexual impulses, so the responsibility for doing so is on girls. And dress codes are not inherently bad, but when they target one group over the other and include sexualizing language in one and not the other, then that is a problem. 
right? And these codes often penalize girls of color even more harshly. And we know the studies have found that adults view black girls as less innocent and more knowledgeable about sex when compared to white girls. Other studies show that this hyper-focus on girls and dress codes has a negative impact on self-esteem and body image on top of all the other negative messaging around their own bodies girls are absorbing during adolescence. Even finding clothing that isn't sexualized can be difficult, especially for people with bigger breasts. Right. This is by no means the first time that this has happened. Even a few months ago at this school, there was a dress code crackdown and an incident when a girl wearing a zipped-up jacket over a sports bra was called out and given a white shirt to wear. She and other girls were told to unzip their jackets to reveal tank tops or sports bras. Again, this is Florida. It's really hot. Mm -hmm. The next day, some students protested, including boys who wore white dresses and skirts. It feels like every few years we get a headline like this of a school policing girls' bodies. I think it's every year now. Yeah, <laughs> editing yearbooks, which reignites the argument over dress codes. And it's not limited to yearbooks. I remember the big hubbub when Emma Watson's breasts were enlarged on the Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix poster, and she was 15. And you got to ask yourself, why well, do that? And I know some actors have clauses in their contracts to make them look thinner, stuff like that, but this was not that. This was not that. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, even with them having uh, online school, they still had dress codes. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's just, what? Like, as long as it's not super offensive, like, you wear clothes, please. Yes. Why? (laughs) Wear clothes, please. (laughs) I mean, I follow that rule. But yeah, it seems like there's just a lot of control and inability to admit. Yeah what they like you're calling yourself out when you do this a yeah and you're not protecting anyone except for yourself in the essence that you're not protecting yourself because again you're calling yourself out right but i know that i just read that kate winslet had to go back and tell them not to edit out her bulgy dump tummy that it was in a sex scene and or the wrinkles she's like no this is part of my character and just being able to thrive as a 45-year-old and live life and enjoy it and not have to be this perfectionist that the standards are so unrealistic for anyone anyway, but aging should not be seen as this way, but kind of that same level of Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Let me enjoy myself in reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My school's dress code was pretty strict and they would make you like stand up in the middle of class and especially for girls it was you know your fingertip rule right uh whatever like shorter skirt had to be past your fingertips and you couldn't show your shoulders heavens no and no bra strap no oh right. my god and it does make you feel very insecure about your body to be like called out like that and then feel like are people looking at me this way <laughs> right I was just trying to wear shorts <laughs> I mean for them to call you out pull you up to the front of the class to do this everybody's watching you're like what's what's happening yeah And then if you can't wear something, they shame you with a larger piece of clothing that looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, what? This doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Are they, at my school, they'd call your parents. So you had to, it did feel very like a public shaming It was. It really was. Yeah. So 
There's a lot more, obviously, we could get into here, but that's that's what we've got to say about this for this Monday Mini. If you have any topic ideas that you would like us to cover, you can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop.